0: We together in this um, holy hour remember in the Lord's day these two hours is our sacred hour and the sacred space that we have to give most of our time in this, our whole being participate in the liturgy that somehow, somehow God would speak unto us and to the Eucharist and the word of God, our life will never be the same again so once again here tonight uh, today just as we gather we worship our God as a people it's a loving duty and actually to be here on Sunday is not just an option it's not a request but it's command of God that we gather together we gather together that is our loving duty in the early days the subjects of the king, we have to gather together in the presence of the king, because that shows and express their submission, their allegiance, and their loyalty to the king. The same time the thanksgiving also. So today, as we hear the word of the king, the whole ordinary time is still now about being fruitful. Being useful to God and growing into maturity. Using now and practicing now, living it now, the word that we have heard. It's time now to grow in the Lord. That's why most of the topic in ordinary time, it talks about our attitude as a people of God. And it is about the practicality of life because the Word of God is not complicated. It is our basic foundation of everyday life, our opinion, our decision, our action, the Word of God. So today, our time says that standing firm in tests and trials. There will be tests and trials that come in our life. Do we test and trials? God isn't the source of all trials and testing. But sometimes He would allow it. Things in our lives. And here, how do these tests and trials come? There are so many, many ways. But to be faithful to the text today in our reading, trials and testing come as we follow christ that is my subtopic testing and trials even division and conflict follows as you also follow christ see in the first chapter of luke during the birth of jesus we always said that and we've seen that in our. Uh, this uh, song that we enter. Peace on earth. Let the, the birth of Jesus bring peace on earth and goodwill to men. Our glory says that his coming would bring peace. And now, here, here in our reading, chapter 12, it says, look at what it says here. In chapter 12, in our text. They said, I came to send fire on earth. And how I wish it will already kindled. But I have a baptism to baptize with. And how distressed when I'm still, it is accomplished. British Christian says, do you suppose I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. How we could complement these two like contradicting scriptures. That when he was born here on earth. The angel declared peace on earth and goodwill to men. And then, here in verse chapter 12, I don't bring peace but division. How you could reconcile these things, these two scriptures? In short, peace to those who obey and submit and willing to accept the will of God, and no peace to those who disobey. No peace to those who are hard to submit. No peace to the wicked, says the Lord. That's how simple it is, explanation. You have peace when, we live, when you learn to submit to God, when we obey God. And there's no peace when we disobey God. That is the meaning of that. Peace to you and me. When you have peace with God, then you have peace with one another. You know why there's no peace with you and me? Because they have no peace with God first and foremost. That's why you need to have peace with God. And how we do that? To submit unto Him, obey Him. That's what it says here. Peace on earth to those who obey, to those who submit, those willing to accept God in their lives, His Lordship, and know peace to those who do not, to those who obey, who don't submit. And those who don't accept God in their life, you will have no peace. As the Bible says, there's no peace to the wicked. We'll never have peace. And you will never have peace with one another and other people because inside of you, there's no peace inside of you. That's brothers and sisters. We need to have peace with God. We are repentance. We are submission to God. That's why I said, I came for peace to those people who would accept obey and submit, but no peace. Division, conflict, those who do not. Here, first of all, help to stand firm because our faith will be tested. Trials will come. The test of faith. Our commitment will be tested. Our submission will be tested. Our obedience will be tested. And may God not allow that to test that. We will not fail will not be discouraged or quit or stop. As Robert says, if you stop and quit in the middle of problem, how, how small is your strength? It's meant to say, we have not applied the word of God. We have not let God make our strength and in a time of trouble. We have the strength to overcome. And here it says, be tested. It will be tested. And it said. Fire. Here's fire here. What is fire? I came to bring fire on earth. to posts of fire. In a neutral way, fire could give us food, cook our food, make us warm. But also fire is destructive. It could burn our house. It could destroy. The fire here the Lord is going to say is the fire of change. The fire of repentance. We have to change ourselves. We have to obey and submit to God. Change our way of thinking. And may it be that fire. would like a hammer that's his word through his word. That would consume anything which is not of God in our lives. And it's like a hammer that would pulverize or make it powder the rocks. Those, those hard things in our heart. That's the word of God. So first, of so brothers and sisters. If there's what's called this trial, this fire would test us. As the Bible says, like our faith, we tested by fire. The genuineness of your faith. These trials would test our faith. It would show the genuineness of it. If it's just only just uh, a fake one. As Bible people, we could confess, we could pray, we could make all those. Spiritual gesture, but truly it is from the heart. you founded your foundation, because trials would test that. So the first, the fire that would test in our heart is we ourselves. It would test our faith, our commitment. It would test our submission. It would test our faithfulness. It truly, it is true, or just a compliance or just to make other people goody-goody so that we, other people be happy to us. No. We have to truth ourselves because trials would reveal would that. Testing would reveal that. It truly, we are in faith. It's truly we are doing it from the heart or not. Testing would reveal that. Would reveal us. That's why we have to grow in the Lord. They'd be tested and be sure and would say that part of our lives is testing and trials. How always there's no problem, but it will be. And not only that, not to ourselves, but to other people. The moment that the word of God is spoken, is declared unto us, it would create division. In what way? Some people will believe, some people will not. Some people will obey, some people will not. Some people will submit, some people will not. In the church, in your house, in the the office, it's a matter of decision. And your decision will determine your action and the result. If you determine to stand and obey God, there will be conflict. Because some people in your office, There's some people in your family. There's some people in wherever you go that don't like, don't accept the Word of God. And you choose to obey that. That's That's where the complex would start. In the home, in the office, in the church. In the church, some people don't want to obey God. That's why there's conflict. Why? Because you don't want to obey. And some people would like to obey. There have been you know, testing now, a dividing line, who would obey or not. we will be testing. And sometimes the road says, I will, I did not give you, said peace, but division. Sometimes we want peace. We didn't want division. Of course, that is Christian. We are an instrument of unity, instrument of love, instrument of of, of peace. We're not instrument of division. We're instrument of this unity. We are. But sometimes when you stand to the word of God, division would occur. Sometimes also we don't want division, we want peace. Sometimes we compromise For the sake of peace at what expense you don't want to be called troublemaker you don't want to rock the boat we are not looking for trouble we are not war prick people but sometimes you stand to the word like in our family you don't want to there's something to our children because maybe they would get hurt. Maybe they would uh, uh, they would stay away. Maybe they would... Okay. See, like sickness in our health, there are some sickness that we just one tablet of paracetamol, it could be done. But there's some problem in our family, in our lives, in our, in our health that it cannot be just taken away by one paracetamol or tablet. It needs surgery. It's in our attitude, Problem in the house. There are times we want to keep quiet and just pray. Yes, there are some problems that would go away. We just keep quiet and pray. There are some problems that would just go away. But there are some problem. Especially those problems start small because you don't talk about it. It becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. It becomes now a big problem, more damage. That needs to be addressed. It needs spiritual surgery. It needs now a loving confrontation to the truth of God. Because the other truth that would set us free. The love of God is a very of why we do these things? Because if the one that this person will be, will be destroyed that by himself, he's going down to the tube and he will bring other people with him. More damage. That's why you have to treat the disease now. Or else you'll die. Or more damage to your health. Same with also the relationship to God or our attitude. You have to deal it now. We have to deal it now. Because after the surgery, after the surgery, then you could say, this will be start of healing. Brothers and sisters, there will be testings. We learn to embrace God is doing right now. To let God work in our lives. Because testing and trials would test us. Let it be like Jesus. That he had learned obedience to suffering. He is the finisher and the author of our faith. He has overcome it. So we have to focus on him. We have to focus on Jesus and his word. Second, we have to embrace what the Lord is dealing with us. We have to embrace like our children. It needs to be disciplined, then disciplined. It's a loving discipline because it's good for them. I continue to focus on Jesus in His Word because only His Word could change us. The Word is perfect converting the soul. Only God could change us. And that the fire of change should be in our heart, our commitment to be tested. And we should react the way God wants us to be. And as we face trials and problems, and these trials in the, in the text is not about, about, uh, about sickness or about uh, uh, calamity. It talks about this kind of problem with, with a personal family. It deals with relationship. And we have to deal with that right now. Because if not, it will ruin. So are sensitive to the, what the Lord is doing. Have to embrace. They said, "What time? You gotta observe the time." Sometimes we are so sensitive to what they're doing, so sensitive with our emotion that we're uh, those things that happen around. Uh, oh, those people saying unto us, "What we are not sensitive to what the Lord is doing unto us." What is dealing with you? Who is dealing with me? God is dealing something on you. Pay attention to that. That is the time. What time it is? The time will change. The time to be sensitive to God. And with that, after all these things, have overcome these trials. The Bible says in Hebrews, like, in Hebrews 12, it says here, after these trials, after this discipline, after this surgery maybe of confrontation with the truth, of the love of the truth, what it says here, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. After have heard a word after the confrontation, the loving confrontation. There will be peace because I've settled the problem. Because there is a, some problem, will not just go away. When you want to just keep in praying and keep in and and, and keep quiet. There are things we have to talk about. Let's sit down. What's the problem? And after that, there will be peace because it's been settled. It's just a problem. Second. He says here, it also maturity. The first is our attitude. The second is our maturity. Our maturity. And that's what our, our uh, gospel says here. My brethren, God, it all joy when you fall into various trials. When the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work. It may be perfect or mature, complete, lacking in nothing. This testing, after we have overcome testings, then it changes our attitude. Second, our maturity. We are not now controlled by our emotions. We are not controlled by the things around us, but we are controlled by the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And thirdly, it shows the genuineness of our faith. Since we said in 1 Peter, is said here, in this you gently rejoice through now a little while in need, he may be grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, and at paradise, protested by fire or trials, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, our faith will be tested. Our faith is. Hang on to the word of God. Embrace the dealings of God. You see, if you will not embrace it, there will be conflict inside of you. One last example. If you don't obey God, there will be conflict inside of you. You're, you're just a pressure cooker. You know, pressure cooker? It heats down there. I grow in this place. This rice will be poor. Auntie Dolly have to feed 20 people a day. Every Sunday, special day, payday, he would cook sinabawan ng karne o kundi baboy for the 20 people, everyone, special day. I have a new cook, new cook. And that pistol cooker, I know they heard it was a very big pistol cooker. I have a new cook, kusinira. This time, he was not uh, poorly informed what to do. He mixed all those, uh, put all those uh, uh, meat together with the paminta. Pamintang bilog. And what is a special cooker? A special cooker is, this a sound, it's familiar sound? It you say, the pressure and the, the steam is coming out. But this time, it's not, it's not. There's no sound. There's no sound in the pressure cooker. And then after that, there's a loud boom. The pressure cooker explode Why? Because that paminta, below paminta, stuck there in the outlet of that steam. That's why there's bigger and bigger. And then it. Destroys everything. All the meat is scattered everywhere. That is happening to you and me. If you suppress the Lord who is working inside of you, you are just a walking pressure cooker. Anytime you would explode and would destroy yourself, that's why the sisters submit to the word of God. Submit to God before you explode.